Hello and welcome to In The Now. I'm Haven, your podcast host. I'm here to get you in the know about people who are living in the now. I will be interviewing actors, designers, travelers, influencers, you name it, giving you insight into their careers and successes and answering the question, how do they do it? Let's get started. Today, I have tour guide, photographer, and world traveler, Vesna Kalarik here with me. Hi, Vesna. How are you doing? Hi. Great. And you? Good. Um, so excited to talk to you today about your travels. Just kind of tell me a little bit about your career. What's it like having a job that allows you to travel? Well, um, it's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> Um, but you do have to like it, you know, you have to like being on the move the whole time, not, you know, not really spending a lot of time at home. Yeah. Um, it's really versatile. You like do so many things, you see so many things It you know, it keeps you alive. That's like one reason I really like it. Yeah. Um, it keeps you, keeps you it, going. Everything exactly, is all interesting. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it is like from my point of view, it's the, my dream job. It, it was before eight years when I started working it, it still is. I still love it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. Um, so you're a tour director, correct? Exactly, yeah. yeah tour director, so, tour manager, different companies call it differently, but it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. So um what all are you in charge of as a tour director? So um, basically, I would travel along with groups and um, the hotels, restaurants, and like guides, certain museums, and all that are already booked before. Mm-hmm. Um, my job is to confirm all that. So when I find out like how many travelers are coming, I need to you know send them the rooming list, like who's rooming with whom. Uh, also, the restaurants and all the allergies that we have in the group, so make sure that they prepare the the right meals. Uh, figure out the times with the guides, you know, like go through with them, like what are we going to see today, like what fits our schedule the best. And um, whenever we have, so most of the time we have bus um, and we're traveling like the whole tour with the bus, usually same bus. And um, I would need to like figure out when do we need to start the day, when do we finish the day, because, well, the bus driver cannot like work endlessly. Right, you know, yeah. So he needs like... <laughs> break and all that so I need to figure out the timings and especially when they have um like they have lunch to give the groups the lunch time like free time for lunch also when we uh I don't we have like too much free time to you maybe come up with some ideas like what to do in that free time suggest something to the groups like we call it sort of um excursions like optional experiences uh, to maybe do something as we as we are you know traveling somewhere like mm-hmm. on the way, and um, so like especially when it comes to any you know like on tour emergencies or all the issues that happen right. and when groups have any requirements that's like that's as well part yeah part always of my a, job. a surprise right <laughs> yeah um, exactly how, you how, how, how yeah happen. yeah. Uh, how big do these groups tend to be? I I know it ranges, but you know what has been like your largest group? It's um, so work with a couple of different companies. Um, the one that uh, we were together in called Education First DF. Uh, they usually cater in student uh, travel, and the groups tend to be up to fifty people. Um, because that's like the size of one bus. It can okay, happen that yeah. you have a group of 100 people, then you're like traveling with two buses and two tour directors. Yeah, that's but a lot to me, manage. It's usually, yeah, for yeah. me, it usually wouldn't go like over 50, 51, 2, 3. 
Um, but they can be smaller when it really depends. Like you don't know how big group you're going to get, you know. Right. Because it's, yeah, you can be also had small ones, like, I don't know, 15 people only. Oh, wow. So, so it, yeah. You know, with all these people and all your responsibilities as a director, do you get, you know, any time to do your own things while you're in the country? Or are you kind of, you know, kind of having to stay with the group? It's uh, so when group has free time, it's my free time as well. Uh, But most of the time, it's not really free for me because (laughs) I already have to work on something else, you know, for the tour, do some emails, calls or so on. Um, usually when I have free time, it's like the last tour of the season. We don't have anything else to do. <laughs> so then I have like, you know, a couple of hours and then I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> like, yeah. then, I'll, then I'll go and you know, explore and, and do some things on my own. <laughs> so yeah. you said earlier that this is, you know, your dream job. Um, what inspired you to become a tour director? So basically, this is what I always wanted to do ever since I was a kid. Um, we had, like, I used to watch one TV show of the guy who was just, you know, traveling all around the world and mm-hmm. doing, um, like, documentaries about different places. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I want to be this guy. I just want to go and travel. <laughs> and uh, when we were with my family, we were also going somewhere. It was usually through agency, and, you know, you would have a tutor, a tour guide there. So I was always like, you know, thinking how fun must be for them, you know, just to get there. Yeah, like how do I do that? Yeah, groups. exactly. <laughs> so I did wanted to study tourism high school, but that's not really like um, in my where I grew up. It's not really recognized school. It's not something you really want to do mm-hmm. if you're smart. <laughs> okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like really you go to that school if you don't if you cannot manage to go like to general school, you know. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> So basically, I went to general school and um, then figured out, okay, I can study that later. Uh, but then I didn't study tourism. I went uh, to study business because basically um, with business, you can do tourism as well, but you cannot do vice versa, you know. So yeah. if, I thought, well, like, if I change my mind, maybe I can do that. Mm-hmm. And um, right after I finished uh, my bachelor's studies, uh, I just found in like advertisements that online for this job it was through the company I don't work for anymore but it was like my starting company and yeah. um, it really looked amazing you know like you go to all these places you, you travel around with the groups and you get paid for it so like yeah yeah has, <laughs> it, has it been you know kind of everything you expected is it better than you expected yeah it was it was even probably even better than I expected. It was difficult because when I started you didn't really have it was like 2013 oh, okay. so um we didn't have like internet all the time, you know, or, or the phone calls, or yeah. I literally had to like navigate, you know, the groups to the in the cities where I haven't been. Before have to use an actual map, right? Maybe <laughs> exactly actual map. You know, like put the street names, yeah. you know, where to go. So oh, no. it was a bit stressful. Yeah, but it was fun. It was like I loved it because I went to the places that you know were new to me as well. Yeah, and the places that I wanted to visit. So we're like. So exploring it together with the groups and trying, you know, for them not to figure it out. It was my first time being there. Yeah, kind of having to act like you know what's going on, so they don't exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so but it worked out. <laughs> so, how many countries have you um, traveled to? Uh, I think I'm on number fifty-four. Oh wow! Right now, yeah, yeah, um, yeah fifty-four. I'm like I always lose the count. I usually remember just the. Um, 
like the you know round numbers so mm-hmm. i know that my fifth eighth country was japan and I, like i tried to figure out like how many countries were after oh yeah japan. cool so <laughs> yes yeah, so are you or now do you have like a goal to go to all the countries or do you think yeah 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 i, mean, I would love to visit all the world mm-hmm. um but i have actually my bucket list and okay. it's not necessarily just like countries uh all the countries it's a lot of different places around the world and yeah. the list keeps growing faster than I keep you know <laughs> visit the places right. I think I have about like 270 places on the list oh wow and I've done about 70 of them so yeah. I still have you know <laughs> long long to go how many countries would so, you say see. like you get to go to in a year uh the number keeps like uh getting bigger from year to year mm-hmm. so before and I used to visit like one or two. Oh. Uh, last year I visited like five, and I think this year I might visit like six or seven. So it, you know, it depends. Yeah, it depends also how much free time I have. It's just, it's random. I don't like do by numbers. You know, it's just it just depends happens. where I yeah. want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what comes up? So you know, traveling to all these countries. How do you kind of you know navigate the language barriers like have you been able to learn any of the languages in these countries uh well uh, in europe it's easier because i speak a lot of like european languages like mm-hmm. spanish and italian and german so that's not a problem also like latin america was easy you know with spanish uh us of course or canada right yeah uh, but um asia is a bit trickier you know so mm-hmm. that's that can be a bit difficult uh, i do try to learn just basic things you know like hi hello thank you bye and all that mm-hmm. um and try to you know communicate with um, hands and legs as they say yeah <laughs> uh it's not always easy but i mean english is like the language you you know you sort of communicate in all around um yeah. i would just learn the basics from some okay. it really varies from country to country like in some places it they really don't speak english so you try to you know to figure it out, and uh, for example, in Japan, they have like these uh, devices that literally that we came uh, came to the reception, and the girl was you know like talking in Japanese to that device, and just gave it to me, and it translated right away to oh, English. Wow. So I'd be like talking to her in English, and then she like listens back, you know, in yeah. Japanese. So oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that was pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure that that's another thing. Easy. That's another thing they probably didn't have in 2013. You know, that's yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um I know your job is like really demanding you probably you know don't spend much time at home how much time would you say you do spend at home like during the year um I actually calculated it for the last year and um about 100 days oh wow so where yeah where so. is home for you is is it Europe? And this, yeah, it is Europe. Yeah, uh, I live in Vienna at the moment in Austria. Okay. Um, I do like rent apartment here and everything. I've been here for the last eleven years, uh, but I grew up in Bosnia and Herzegovina, which is by car about six hours from Vienna. Oh, wow. So my family is still there, like my parents, my brother, mm-hmm. a lot of my cousins, my a lot of my friends also. And I try to go there often, you know, so it's, it is a bit tricky when, you know, between the tours when I have time to try to be in Vienna and try to go to Bosnia as well. So it, yeah, it's really, I'm on the move the whole time. <laughs> right. Much. Always on the move. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this, this question might be a little bit, you know, hard to pinpoint, but um, do you have an experience that you've had while traveling that, 
you know, really stuck out to you? Um, a lot of experiences. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but usually for me, it's like, I mean, I always have the moments when you see something for the first time that you really wanted to see and just, you know, you like in awe, you cannot believe you're, you're seeing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the moments I also like is, um, when you meet different people, you know, and like certain, uh, just seeing how people live in other countries. Yeah. Um, for example, one of the experiences I really liked, something that I really remember, um, about Cuba is, um, so I was there with my brother and we, we're visiting uh, one waterfall called Nicho, and you have to have a guide for that waterfall. So you cannot just like wander around on your own. Mm -hmm. uh, so we did have a guide, um, a local guide, and um, we did have spent some time after in the waterfall. You can go like swim and all that. Then once we were done, we um, came back to the car and just, you know, wanted to drive further. And the guide came to us and asked, like, because it was already closing time for the for the park, and he asked if he can, like, you know, join us, like, drive, mm -hmm. ride with us till yeah. his village, which is about, um, I don't know, it was, like, 40 minutes drive, uh, about a half an hour driving, but it would take him a couple of hours to walk back. Oh, and wow, so we yeah. Were, yeah, so we were talking with him, and he said, like, that the road that he takes every day, he walks a couple of hours, like, back and forth every mm. day, unless he has, has someone, you know, like, like us to pick him up. Right. And, um... I was just talking generally about the life and he has kids. He wants to send them like to Havana, which is the, the capital of Cuba and maybe, I don't know, somewhere further to study. And mm -hmm. I asked him like, is he going to go with them? You know, he, or he's just going to stay in that village. He's like, no, no, why would I go? I, I have everything I need here. Like I have roof over my head. I have food I can eat. I have like, you know, family and friends or yeah, people yeah. that I love around me and like beautiful sky, nature. Uh, it's always sunny. And he's like, I don't need anything else in my life. And you really, literally, you know, realize, like, that's what makes life about, you know. You don't, mm -hmm. people are becoming so, I don't know, um, complaining about nonsense and all of the things. And you just need so little to be happy. Yeah, that really and gives you a really cool perspective of, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And he said, like, that the Cuban people usually that. Like, we have mm -hmm. so little, but we are always happy. And we are just, you know, like, know how to enjoy life. Yeah. And I feel like that awesome. was really important, you know, like, life lesson for, yeah, for me for as sure. well. Yeah, um, <laughs> Yeah, that's a really cool story. Thank you for sharing that. Um, <laughs> no problem. So this, this one's a little bit, you know, broad, too. Um, what's the, you know, most amazing place you've ever visited? Or, you know, just somewhere that you've really, really enjoyed? Okay, so Cuba was probably one of my favorite countries. Okay, um, cool. Some of the amazing places. Um, so there's this place in Colombia. Uh, it's river with five different colors. And mm. I always watched so many videos about it. I just couldn't believe that something like that exists. Yeah. So it is, it's not really easy to get there. But when I, when I was traveled to Colombia, I, I was like, I need to go there no matter how. <laughs> and I did. And it was as beautiful in real life as it was on those videos. So literally there's like, um, an algae that grows only, um, it grows in the water, but it appears only between June and December when it's sort of, a rainy season where it's, mm -hmm. you know had to have more rain because throughout yeah. the year just the water levels drop and you don't really see it's that that nice mm -hmm. and it grows in different colors so you have like a red uh, 
yellow, orange, purple, oh, and wow. then you have, well, beside those colors, you have, of course, the, the green in the, the water, like all the, the grass and yeah, the, the, yeah. the blue of the water, and it makes it look like a rainbow. And oh, that that's, that's the nickname so of it, really, yeah. like rainbow. And the water is clear, so it's a perfectly clear. They really try to, um, you know, like um, help the park and, you know, make everyone not bring plastic or mm-hmm. not even wear sunscreen when you're swimming in the water, you know, try to preserve the river. Yeah. And um, it was just incredible that something like that exists, you know. Yeah, like that's cool. River. So y'all got to actually swim in it too? Yes, yeah, you oh, can wow. swim in it. That's so that's awesome. Then we had it made even better. <laughs> um, do you know what the river is, is called? Uh, Caño Cristales. Okay. It's the name. Yeah, or if you just look up like Rainbow River, Colombia, that's that's yeah, what's that's come what'll up. come up. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, you've been to all these countries, everything like that. Um, what place would you say gave you the most like culture shock? Like the, probably the most different from what you're you're, you're used to. I'd say probably India. That was um, that was really a shock for me yeah. when, when I was there. It's just um, everything's so different. The the way they live, the the customs they have, traditions. It's just it's it's difficult to grasp it. You know, mm-hmm. like um, I mean, I knew some of the things before coming there. You know, I mean, you know that the cow is a sacred animal for them. They don't eat uh, a cow right. meat, and they, you know it's like it, you know it's a sacred animal yes. and. Um, but you don't know that when you're driving on the streets, if there's a cow, like, there's going to be a traffic jam because everyone has to drive around the cow. Oh, and they wow. just, like, wo- walk freely around cities, like, you know, like it's a normal thing. Yeah. And um, my friends from, from India that I was there with, they told me, like, you know, God forbid you hit the cow in, in an accident or something. Oh, my they were gosh. like just leave the car and try to run away as far as possible because, like, the locals would probably, you know, beat you to that oh my because gosh. you did something to the cow. <laughs> did you, did you <laughs> like, see, really? did you have the experiences with the cows? Like, you saw them and had to avoid them in the road and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Oh, a lot wow. of times. <laughs> yeah, oh, my god. And, I mean, they even, like, they have a lot of the trees, like, um, you know, like, in, in the alleys on the main streets or, mm-hmm. or you know, like, decorated trees. And yeah. they would have to keep them in cage because the cows eat them. Oh. So literally, like, put the tree in the cage for the cow not to eat it. It's like the opposite of what it usually is, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so it's just some of those, like, you know, little things. It was it was really difficult to, you know, like, to understand how yeah. that that's normal there. Yeah. Um, so do you have any... Um, you you know you've kind of already given us some recommendations with the Rainbow River and the waterfall and things like that. Um, but do you have any like more travel recommendations that you want to add or? Uh, sure, I've been a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's say when it comes like to cities, um, I think Europe like nothing can beat Europe. You know, mm-hmm. there are like so many capitals here that are worth visiting. Uh, my favorite city in Europe is Barcelona, and um, I think it's just beautiful. It has everything, the architecture there, yeah. the, the people, beach. So it's definitely, if you want to visit, like, one city in Europe, I think you should go for Barcelona. Um, then, so, like, beaches, like, more nature area. I really love uh, beaches in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, the nature there really surprised me. I mean, I sort of, you know, I knew it was beautiful, but... 
I didn't know that that was that level of beautiful. Oh, wow, um, yeah. Like yeah, really clear water like, and... Exactly, yeah. and really clear water. A lot of waterfalls as well. And you know, there's like a sea life and just all the beautiful islands. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, really pretty. Yeah, well, I guess, and, I guess it's kind of, you know, less inhabited there too, so... Exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't feel, you know, I mean, you have a lot of beautiful beaches around the world, but mm-hmm. they'll get really busy, you know, and yeah. uh, it doesn't feel like that there. That's it's, really cool. You still have yeah. a lot of uh, small secluded islands and you can, you know, find like your own uh, abandoned island, so to say, like your own yeah, paradise. Yeah, a little private island, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yes. That's, that's pretty cool. And um, I guess when it comes to mountains and, like, hiking, um, I would recommend Ecuador. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually the country that gets, you know, like, a bit neglected. Not really, you know, when you think of South America, Ecuador yeah, is not right. really the number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the nature there also, they have a lot of volcanoes, like active ones and extinct ones that became, like, uh, crater lakes and everything. Oh, so wow. it, was, it was really cool to do some of the hikes there. So that's, for like, mountain lovers, I would recommend Ecuador then. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, do you have any, like, must-go places for food lovers? That must be hard to kind of pinpoint, but... Yeah, especially because <laughs> I love all the food. Yes. So it's difficult. Uh, but I uh, guess Japan, that was, oh, really? like, food heaven. Really? You know, all okay. the video- yeah, you know, like, all the videos that you see online when, like, you know, all the amazing food the, the ice creams or you know, the, like you know, a bit of unusual things that they make yes and that you can find all of that in japan i really felt like you know i was in what in all those videos when i was there oh, cool. it's like all the unusual things you know they have like the uh sort of like the cookie like the um, yeah like the cakes that look like plants mm-hmm. or uh, you know like the coffee that has a little like a cloud above it which is um also edible um and also like the the desserts that literally look like flowers like the jelly ones it's it's just really japan is like out of this world i feel like it doesn't belong to this world literally (laughs) because everything not only food but like everything they do it's just i mean they've been secluded for like a couple of hundreds of years and they really have a lot of connection with outside of of their island so they did make you know their their own culture and it's really strong, and you can really feel that it's, they're not connected to the rest of the world once <laughs> you're there. It's like a different galaxy with, with everything they do. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I you know, I always would have thought their food would definitely be obviously a lot different from America, Europe, but that's cool that, you know, it's like one of your favorites. Yeah, it is, and I was also surprised by that because it's not um, – it has a lot of flavor. Yeah. It's not too spicy because I'm not a huge fan of like spicy food, which mm-hmm. is generally what you find in Asia. Yeah. Um, they do have a lot of flavor, but not too spicy. I mean, a lot of sushi, obviously, um, but still there are a lot of different meats. And the portions are usually like smaller. It's not like you have, you mm-hmm. know, like one big portion burger and fries. It's yeah, not right. really <laughs> the way they, they eat. It's uh, more like a couple of smaller meals that you, you know, eat along. And yeah. I feel like that's even better. You know, it, it feels healthier. At yeah, least. and you get to try more <laughs> things probably because you're not so full. Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, <That> as well. <laughs> so, you know, traveling to all these places, I'm sure you take tons of pictures, everything like that. Um, do you take all your photos yeah. that are, like, on your Instagram? You know, would you consider yourself kind of a photographer in a way? Uh, 
Um, I love photography, but I wouldn't say like I'm a professional photographer right. like that. I just do it for my own pleasure. Yeah. Um, I do like it. I really love uh, taking photos wherever I go because I feel it's really a um, nice way of, you know, remembering things later. Right. And I do, I do look at my photos uh, afterwards, not only just like right after traveling, but I have on my laptop all the folders and everything from all the places where I've been you know, like, divided by the cities and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice, you know, like, once in a while go back and just look at those photos and, you know, remember the, the place. Yeah, because, yeah. of course, you, you have you have things in your, you know, in your head, but it's not, not as much. A lot yeah, of things yeah. made afterwards. So I think the photography is a really good way of preserving your memories. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, see, I feel like you already kind of touched on this, um, you know, talking about how much you love seeing the different cultures and people, um, would you say that's what you love most about your job? Just, you know, being able to see all these different places? Exactly. Yeah. That's probably the main reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the, the, what I really like is that it keeps me alive as much. It keeps me young, you know? So it's not like, even if I go to the same places, it's never the same experience. Yeah. Uh, you're always with different groups there for first and then, um, uh, I don't know, it's just, it, it feels a bit different. I love visiting the same places as well, not necessarily yeah. just the new ones. And there's always, you know, something happening. It's always different. It's not like you just go to the office and do same thing every day. It's yeah. uh, it's versatile. And I feel like that's the reason why it's, I still didn't get bored, you know. I still really like the job. Yeah. Um, is there, like, a biggest challenge for you in your job? Um, it is, um, probably the people, mm-hmm. not just, you know, not like the, the places that that's, that's something you can learn, but every once in a while we get some really difficult, uh, travelers. Yeah. And, well, yeah, people uh, that just aren't, I guess, you know, used to it at all. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you know, people come like all the way across the, the ocean and they expect to find the same things that you have back home. And right. Like, that's yeah, not what's traveling about, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you need to step out of your comfort zone and try to, you know, embrace different things. Right, yeah. It's all sometimes about... it's difficult yeah, for people to understand that so they would complain about really nonsense things. So yeah. it, that can be stressful. Probably the most stressful part is just, you know, trying to satisfy all the people. Right, yeah, because, you know, part of your job is making sure everyone is having a good time and whatnot. So, yeah, exactly, I can see how that exactly, can yeah. be stressful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, what what would you say is next for you? Are you have any, you know, big travel plans that are coming up? or? Um, I do, actually. I've been um, planning the trip whole day today. Um, I'm going to Morocco in, like, oh, wow. 10 days. Yeah. yeah. So have you been to uh, Morocco before? No, no, I haven't. It's been on my list for quite a while. Yeah, that's going to be so and, cool. Yeah, so I'm really excited. It is, um, it's close to Europe, you know, it's just like mm-hmm. under Spain. Yeah. But it's much different. I feel like it's, it's probably going to be another culture shock, but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. How, how long are you planning on, uh, staying there? Um, not too long, just like nine days. Oh, that's so But cool. yeah, it should be enough to see some of the main things yeah, that, sure. that I want to see. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else that, you know, you would like to add about any of your travels, anything? Um, 
well, just for people to travel, no matter where, you know, like, even if you just go to the, I don't know, city that's, like, an hour away from you, I feel like it still changes you. Yeah. Uh, because people don't realize, you know, that you got, like, caught up in all the routine, and you just need to step out of the, you know, like, daily life, so to say. Yeah. And that's, this. I mean, I travel all the time. Maybe not travel as much as I did, like <laughs> exaggerating it. <laughs> but uh, try to go every, like every year at least, you know, to one new place. Because yeah. it's, you know, it gives you energy to continue with your, with your life. Yeah, and that's I feel awesome. Like that's, that's really important, yeah. Yeah, and that, that was kind of like, it reminded me of your, you know, Cuba story, just, you know, how he appreciated everything so much and like you know getting to step out and go see see that and you know how people function exactly you know? yeah. yeah 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 that's really you know cool. to see like that you know the problems whatever you have it's like it's not the end of the world you know? right yeah all right well thank you so much Vesta um you know best of luck with all of your travels and thank, thank you for you. coming on today and talking to us for a little bit thanks for tuning into in the now Follow the Instagram at In The Now Podcast for updates on the coming episodes. I'm Haven. Listen in next time.